<laughs> this is going to be the worst podcast we've ever recorded. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, Welcome to Raising Pains. This is Jessica and Roberta, and we're here to entertain you with stories from our daily lives. That will definitely include being full-time working moms, wives, and friends. It'll include our journey to being healthy and just about anything else that pops into our crazy minds. We love Jesus and each other. And probably you too. Oh my gosh, that was so corny. Yeah, never mind. Uh, Join us as we're Raising Raising Pains. Welcome to Raising Pains. So interesting situation tonight. Um, about a month ago, Roberta and I got together and recorded two and a half hours worth of content. Content, and we we're um, like, yeah, it's going to be like a two-part episode. Yeah, great. we thought it was going to be so good, and I mean, so today I sat down to edit, and I got bored listening to us talk, <laughs> and so I figured everybody else would get bored. So, but should we tell them that we were talking about our husbands? It's true. It was about how we met our husbands. I, the The subject wasn't boring. It was just how we were presenting it. I so think. maybe we'll just take a break from this to- from that topic. Yes, we'll come back and we'll, we'll revisit, revisit that. Yeah, I think I had the thought today that maybe we should have our husbands join us. Yes, for that, that would be a great one. However, getting our husbands to agree to do this with us may be interesting. Okay, who would watch our kids? This is true. Ooh. Nikki! I Nikki! Nikki! Okay, so <laughs> with us today, we have our good friend Nikki, and Nikki will probably be a regular on the podcast. Ooh. We jokingly call Nikki our producer, um, but we're glad to have her with us tonight. And She's like the third side of our triangle. It's true, she is. And funny thing is that... Truthfully, Nikki doesn't have a whole lot in common with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I met Nikki because when I started work, came back and worked at my school, um, Nikki was like, hey, um, I like to help out with drama. And, I was, and as someone who rarely asks for help, people offer their help and then you you know, you ask them, okay, can you do this? And then most people are like, oh, I'm busy or, well, it doesn't work with my schedule or, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, mm, sorry. But I was like, hey, um, all right, well, this is what I need help with. And I did not expect to get a response back. And she was like, yeah, I'll be there. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that was how many years ago? Uh, four. four. Four years ago. And mm-hmm. she just never left. You must it's have true. done You're something right. I know. I'm okay, so happy. Now, so here's a warning to okay. our listeners. Whenever Nikki's around, sometimes she can get a little crazy. It's true. <laughs> not not Nikki. True. Nikki I doesn't get, get crazy. crazy. I get Roberta so excited. <laughs> I get so excited. These these girls just like feed me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, have you guys seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? I've never seen I've it. I've never seen it. I know, um, I know, I know. I'm, I'm like, afraid to feed me, Seymour, feed me. Yeah. No. I'm like the plant <laughs> that devours everyone. That's, oh, that's accurate. accurate. Oh, accurate. ouch. Wait, that's not a very, that's not, wait, that's not a very good analogy of myself. Or, okay, so we say all that to say we're kind of winging it tonight. Um, so if you couldn't tell. That's true. <laughs> um, so we're going to kind of see uh, where this goes. 
Um, it might be heavily edited. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, also, we should say that um, we're doing this very late at night because we've had a full day of work, all of us. And then I had a four hour drama rehearsal tonight True. and we're recording it after the drama rehearsal. So mentally I'm a little fried, but we'll just be like, see where, yes. the, where the mood takes us. Oh, that's dangerous. I don't like how she said that. This, <laughs> this, is, this is the second out of six that we've ever done without a agenda. Is that the right word? Not agenda, but like we have things written a plan. down, a plan. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. That's right. Because so, the other one was kind of a hot mess too. <laughs> okay. So it was hilarious tonight because um, we, the very last scene that we did tonight was actually a kissing scene. Okay. And so it's, you know, we, we go attend a Christian school, so it's not a real kissing scene. Right. But... I mean, to these two people, it felt very real, right? And so I was... Was it traumatic? For one of them, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of them has never been kissed. Mm -hmm. And so, and and that was the girl. And the guy was being very respectful. And he's, and he, what we, they talked about it. And he's like, I don't want to be your first kiss. And I absolutely respect that. And as a director, I want to... Um, I want to, you know, respect, you know, their wishes. And that's a big moment when you get kissed for the first time. Jessica, what's your first kiss? I did not story. see that lead in coming at all. <laughs> I was going to go somewhere else. I was with blindsided by that question. <laughs> okay, it was a guy I dated in college. Yes. Name? Name, name. No, name. I'm not gonna say his name because his wife is like, like a like a real Facebook friend. Like we talk and oh. we like interact and like you I don't even he's know. Ever mentioned you? Probably not because we dated for like four days, the first week of freshman. Okay, year. I'm sorry. College. Why are you dating someone? For my husband days? knows every single person I've ever. Oh, kissed. my husband knows, but I don't know. Like. I would, I would. Think okay, but I do it. have a funny story about this. So, like, for whatever reason, I was really, I don't know. I think I was scared. I don't know. I was, I think I was like, ah. So, I was dating this guy, and he was introduced to me by a mutual friend. He lived a few hours away from me in Michigan, but she heard, she met him at summer camp and heard that he was going to the same college as I was. We had no other connection besides that. And so we started talking on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Way to date yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so we started talking on Instant Messenger, and then we started talking on the phone. And, like, we knew that we were interested in each other. So he drove down to my house, and he went to a Detroit Tigers baseball game. Before he left, he asked if he could kiss me, and I told him no. Well, you know, for an, a 17 and an 18-year-old who live hours apart from each other – like, the relationship didn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. However, he did go to college with me, like I was saying. So, he made it his life's mission for four years to try and kiss me. Like, and we never dated again. Like, we ended up being really good <laughs> friends. But he would, he would like, try to, like, sneak attack kiss me. Because he just, he needed that validation uh -huh. that I took away from him uh -huh. years ago. And so... 
um, senior year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was w- coming in from work. It was late at night. And I'm walking across like this grassy area in front of one of our buildings towards the dorm. And there was a group of them out. It was in the spring. So like leading up to graduation. And you know the game where somebody comes and like gets on all fours behind you and they push you over that person so you fall? You've never played that game before? No. It's kind of a, it's a youth group that game. Our like a horrible game. It is a horrible game. Okay. But like you try not to be the person who falls. Like obviously. falls, right? So it's like, it's like <laughs> a really weird game of tag. Anyways, so I'm walking across the lawn of this building to go to my dorm And before I know it, someone's kneeling behind me. I get pushed over. And when I stand up, he just plants one on me. (laughs) And he felt so victorious. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But, like, on principle, I had turned him down so many times. Like, no, you're not going to kiss me for no reason. So he forced himself upon you? And we still wasn't quite like that. In fact, I think he half missed. Mm -hmm. But anyways... So, and that's Rob. I will talk about Rob. That was Rob Reader. Um, so, yeah, it was, that's my funny kissing story. Mm. Nikki, anything to add of the kissing? Like, have I had my first kiss? Yeah. Yeah, I had a boyfriend in high school. Well, oh, tell oh, us about yes. it, Nikki. <laughs> name, names, name, names, oh, name, sure. names. His name was Donnie. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Unless it's Donnie Wahlberg. Okay, my brother-in-law's Donnie, so that's immediately where my mind went. Oh, oh that's, that's good. Don't picture him when okay. I talk about okay. Donnie. Okay, uh, I'm just talking about the kiss. Oh, yeah, okay. of course. So, I don't even think we were official boyfriend-girlfriend mm-hmm. yet. It was like a couple days before that happened. And we were at my house because my parents didn't want me going by myself places with him, obviously. But everyone was like, because teenage boys can't be trusted. It's true. That is true. <laughs> well, okay. He was like, I was 18 and he was 21, but it's fine. Knickers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we were sitting on the couch and I don't know why I was the one to initiate it. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Well, this is you knew her. I mean, obviously you can probably tell by the fact that she hasn't said a whole lot. I don't talk a lot. I don't know why you want me here. She hangs out with us to observe the natives. She <laughs> is entertained by us, I think. It's true. It's true. So you initiated. I did. I am so impressed with you. Thank you. And given our current situation, <laughs> it's true. I, I would say not we need thought. to muster up that gumption from somewhere and listen. It didn't end well. So <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess you know, but, he, but he, I don't know. He kissed you, right? Yeah. So that ended well. That's true. The kiss bar ended well. The yeah. relationship did not. Well, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so happen. here's my question: Do you remember your first kiss? <laughs> oh, <laughs> why would you say it like that? Well, because I know there were lots of <laughs> people. Lo- she says lots of people. Okay, I got a late start, but I made up for lost time. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have my first kiss until I was 17. I'll have you know. I was 18. Yeah. So I'm saying, I mean, it's wow. not like I was like 13 and I was like <laughs> sucking people's faces. I don't know what that oh, noise was. Right. <laughs> Sorry, it kind of sounded like a little pinky. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't, I wasn't like a hussy. <laughs> I wasn't. Don't look at that face. Okay. So I don't remember where 
we were going or where we had been. But I had a boyfriend. I thought the last like two weeks of school when I was a senior was a great time to start a relationship. Yeah. So I, I started a relationship with Kent Dennis, who was a year younger than me. And um, we had been somewhere. I think it was the movies. And we came back. And I did one of those little, like little girl things where I was like, you know, we talked outside the car for the longest time. And, you know, I had a curfew. And <laughs> it was, I remember thinking like, I'm home. Okay. I used to do that too. Even though I wasn't inside, <laughs> like I hadn't yeah, actually punched on the, the property. That's right. I was on our property. I hadn't actually punched in the code to the garage door. So we were like talking for the longest time and I was like giving him every opportunity <laughs> and every signal to like finally do it. And after like an hour of talking outside my garage, I was like, Okay, I guess it's not going to happen. So I turn away to like start to punch in the code. And in my head, it looked so smooth and it was so like cool. Like he grabbed my hand, whipped me back around, just planted one on me. And I remember being like, okay. <laughs> and then I punched in my code and was like, good night. And went inside. <laughs> and my parents were like, crying. Of course, they got on to me about curfew and all that. But I was like, I've been outside talking to Kent for forever. Now, fast forward. Now, Kent's gay. Oh, and Kent would be one of, like, four guys that I dated and kissed and is now gay. Um, so, you know, that's fun little tidbit. I could I could name all those dudes, too. But I don't think that's really necessary. It's not good for my ego. <laughs> it's a good thing that I am really sure of myself because there was like a season of my life where all the guys that I dated ended up coming out. It was like, oh, well, <laughs> what's the common denominator? Oh, it's me. And then I left college and I went to grad school. And, you know, I had better luck at grad school. Obviously. With the straight men, that's right. <laughs> With the straight men, I had better luck at grad school. Okay, so last night... Um, ooh, I want to tell my husband about this. <laughs> so last night, Nikki and Roberta and I got dinner. It was really late. What were we doing? Oh, we had something at school. And we mentioned briefly, I think it was last night. I don't know. I blocked a lot of what happened last night. But <laughs> wow, okay. nothing bad happened. Oh, it was wow. just a little crazy. A quality time. Um, I know. And, you know, if we had done highs and lows, okay, <gasps> I would have said... And if you'd have said, hey, Roberto, what's your high for the last, like, seven days? I would have said, you know what? Our time at Brahms, Jessica. <laughs> and this is a moment that you were going to block out? No, I said it, I didn't block all of it. Oh, okay. There were a lot My of My salad moments. was underwhelming. Maybe I blocked that. There were a lot of moments. And should have expected that. It was a salad from Brahms. <laughs> Anyways, it's true. It's true. I okay. So truthfully, what I'm saying is, I can't remember if it was discussion at dinner last night oh, okay. or if it was discussion some other time. Okay. Um, we were talking about our enneagram numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I know enneagrams like really popular, and I know like personality tests go through you know phases that are popular. That's true. Like I know my Myers Briggs, and um, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, so I'm a seven 
an Enneagram, and I know Roberta, you're a seven. Mm-hmm. But I wing eight. Wing eight, so mm-hmm. do I. Um, maybe a little stronger than I do, you wing eight, but <laughs> <laughs> everything's about me a little a little stronger. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and Nikki, you said you were a two? Yeah. Okay, tell me about that, because I'm not familiar with the two. The two is the helper, is what his name is. Okay. It just means you're willing to say yes to everything, which also can be a flaw because you're saying yes it's to everything. True. So it's true. So there can be a lot of tired twos. And I can't remember. Are you a tired two, Nikki? I am a tired two. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's still around me. I'm like, Nikki? That's great. You're so reliable. Can you? That's true. She doesn't say no to you. She said no to me. That makes it sound like I use her. I do not use Nikki. She doesn't. I, I, I really know. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's for calling me not funny. Um, <laughs> maybe a little basic. Ooh. It says two is the supportive advisor. Ooh, that's not, they all these like official titles make them so much. Mm-hmm. We're the epicure. That's say, what we are. This one, this this one says the entertaining optimist. Yeah, that's me. And the uh, number eight is protective challenger. See, she yeah. wins eight way more yeah. than I do. Mm-hmm. Aaron's a six. What, the protective part or the challenger part? <laughs> I think it depends on who I'm talking to. Aaron's a six. Oh, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, the skeptic? Mm-hmm. So maybe I wing six a little bit more than I wing eight, but. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't challenge so much. I challenge. Yeah, I know. But I actually I, thought you were an eight before you told me you were a, a seven. I'm really, you don't think I'm. No, I think, I think I, I would have assumed you were an eight that winged seven. Oh, okay. I value being strong and happy. See? No, mine says the helper, nurturing, generous, sensitive. Caring, loving. What I love is being appreciated. <laughs> feelings. I don't love feelings. Cool things about being a seven. So tell me. I'm going to pull and then we'll do two because okay. I can't relate to a two. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> tell me what vibe this gives you. The warmth and tingling of a mild sunburn after a day at the beach. How does that make her does feel? It, yeah. Does that make you feel happy? Or does that have a negative feel? Okay with that. Yeah. To me, uh-huh. that feels happy. Yeah. That's a happy thing. Because that, like a day at the beach, I think of, you know, <laughs> like all the fun things I was doing. Okay. Right here, this is me. <laughs> if I was ever summed up in an Instagram post. My toxic trait is clicking okay on any error message that pops up on my computer <laughs> without actually reading it. <laughs> Yeah, we're fine. Uh, Do you ignore lights that come on in your car too? This is. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm like does. I'm below E right yes, now. Yes, she does. Now. Okay, this is Roberta. Uh, okay, this is Roberta to a T. And if you didn't listen to our last podcast, you should now because this was it. When you're trying to act casual to keep a conversation light. But you accidentally act so casual that you end up offending someone. Nobody. You didn't offend anybody. If you aren't in the moment, you're either looking forward to uncertainty or back to pain and regret. Yes. And let me give you specifics. Food. 
Like I am eating a meal and I'm like, what am I having for dinner? You know, see, we've talked about this and I don't do that. Mine is more like, what am I going to do next? Like events. But you've told me about the food thing before. Yeah, because I'm always like up for the next experience. Like, whoa, whoa, what's it going to be tonight? Oh, is it going to be microwave lasagna? Because <laughs> right, let's be honest, right now, I have a five-month-old child. I am not cooking meals. We were in Sam's this weekend, and my husband was like, do you want to get some fajita chicken? <laughs> you know, that was like frozen and like, you know. So then you were just thinking about all the meals you could make with fajita chicken. No, and I was like, when was the last time I legit cooked? And a woman walked by and she goes, I like how you said that was legit cooking. <laughs> and I was like, the shame. <laughs> I was like, I have three kids. She's like, no, I'm not judging. I'm, I'm respecting. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, Nikki, I'm looking up Enneagram 2s so okay. we can have some discussion because okay. I don't know anything about Enneagram 2. Okay. Because I'm not a helper, apparently. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. These are your core values. Okay. Okay, everybody, listen to this. Romance. <laughs> okay. Self-expression. Mm-hmm. Assertiveness. I can be. I just don't like Apparently. Okay, we not. Like, okay. smooched that dude. Being useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Collaboration. We do that. <laughs> We collaborate. <laughs> quality time with loved ones. Yeah, quality time is like my top li- love language. Ooh, love language. That's a whole nother discussion. Love language. Openness. Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and sincerity. Oh, my word. Yes, sincerity. <laughs> oh, that was almost dangerous. <laughs> I, okay, I don't know. Roberta has a skill. <laughs> Her skill. You know what her skill is for me? What? Just making every situation awkward, okay? My sevenness does not like negative feelings. <laughs> Apparently, you don't care. You wing so strong in that eight that she just like, awkward! You like throw awkward dust everywhere you go. You're like an awkward fairy. Thank you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. You tell me that like every podcast. I know. (laughs) These are really fulfilling times for me. Thank you. Okay. So I found another one. And Nikki, you can answer this too. But it may not relate to you so much because it's a seven trait. But it kind of goes with what we're going to talk about in just a little bit. And so there's been points in my life where... Um, before the Enneagram really kind of like surfaced, um, or before it got real popular and before I knew anything about it, there were parts of my personality and who I am. And yeah, I mean, probably weaker parts of my personality. Maybe they're not the strongest parts of the seven that I thought were character flaws. And I suppose they could become character flaws. Um, if you feed them the wrong way, I guess, if you feed those parts of your life the wrong way. But um, one of the things I always struggled with and still do struggle with is like not being able to be present in the moment. So like I'm always looking forward to what's next. Like I'm always planning the next thing while I'm doing the current thing. Um, And so I was listening to a podcast a while ago um, and they were it was about sevens. And one of the things that they brought up was feeling trapped. And I was like, what? 
other people feel this way? Like, I've never, like, it was kind of like a freeing thing that it wasn't like something that I was, you know, like, I can't tell anybody about this. Like, I can't talk about it or whatever. So here's the question, Roberta, because I'd be interested to see how you answer this question. Because we've never talked about this, I don't think. As a seven who lives a conventional, quote unquote, adult life, you work full-time job, you're married, you have kids, and or bought a house, which you have. Mm-hmm. How does that work with your sevenness? How has midlife affected you? I've done the things like, right. you know, we've moved a couple times. We lived in Oklahoma. Then we lived in Arkansas. Then we moved back. We've had some children. And so like, there's always been something to look forward to. Right. And I remember feeling when we left, when we left, um, when we left Tulsa and we moved to Indiana, it was, it felt like I mean, there was nothing left for us in Tulsa. And so I was like, yeah, we got to move because I don't know what else we're going to do here. You know, Um, so, you know, we just had a baby. Baby's five months old. And so we're still going through a lot of firsts. So a lot of times, like whenever I'm thinking about what I'm looking forward to, um, you know, a lot of times it it deals with my kids. Like, what are the next milestones that my kids are hitting? But also being in education, you know, there is that, well, in the summer, you know, I'll get a little extra time and I'll get to do this or especially being a drama teacher. It's like, well, in two months I have a show. And so there's, there's that sort of like leading in. Um, but if I didn't, I didn't have those, I mean, that would be, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I guess right now it's my shows and my kids milestones. Um, and you know, like trying to pay off debt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because, you know, we have all these things that we want to do, but when we're not like, so, uh, you know, financially strapped, but yeah, well, and I think for me might, because my kids are a little bit older, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're past all those like real big, like milestones, you yeah. know, we're like, so now they're just <laughs> trying to think of the right word. Angels. Angels. <laughs> they're absolute God given angels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I think um, it's more experiences. Like I've always, I've always described myself as a nomadic person, and so I'm the type of person who um, people think I'm crazy for this. I want to live in a tiny house. Like I want to buy a tiny house, and I want to live in a tiny house, and I just want to like take it wherever we could go. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> The last time I brought that up, Aaron's exact words to me were, I don't think you could handle me not handling that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, so, I think that he knows himself. It's he true. Knows you. He That's is good. self-aware enough to say that. And I agree with that. However, um, that did not stop me from sending him all these, you know, <laughs> things about tiny houses. He finally just said, stop sending me this stuff. Um because I could travel forever and like never stop and never. And so <clears throat> I was thinking tonight, the last week and a half, Roberta and I talked earlier about um, earlier today and previous weeks about doing highs and lows on the podcast um, for the last week. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. Because she asked me this afternoon what my highs were for the last week. And I was like, Uh, (laughs) I was like, well, thanks. We've been together every day. Nice to know it's been great. 
it's just been, it's just been a bad week and well, seven days, I guess. And so, um, I really struggled with, um, feeling trapped in the bad circumstances of the week, Uh um, of the last seven days. And, um, there's a lot happening and I'm, I'm starting to realize that a lot of it, I think is Satan just trying to come down really hard on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that helps the perspective some, but tonight before we came here to wing this complete podcast, um, I was helping my kids through their nighttime routine and I turned around, I was in the bathroom and I turned around and I looked and their bathroom was just a disaster. And we have just cleaned the house like less than 48 hours ago and it's just turned upside down again. And so it's circumstances like that, that make me feel they're constrictive to me. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the right word. Like they feel constrictive because I have a hard time. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like. I mean, it's like a never ending cycle. It's like, I just did this. And so, yeah, it's like, is this never going to end? Of course, I, li- you know, like I live with my husband. Obvi- I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, like with Greg, like the minute he walks in the door, he starts to shed clothes. And I'm like, can we like put this in a pile? And like, can we move the pile like into the laundry basket? You know, or like, can we like hey, how about we put our shoes in the closet? You know, not like in the hallway as we're like taking a step. Um, And so I feel like on the one hand, I think, will this never end? But I have to recognize it ain't my kids all the time. I mean, a lot of times it's my husband or even it's me. You know, it's like I'm not doing, you know, the things. And so. Yeah. Well, years ago in years. I mean, it seems crazy to say years because it doesn't feel like that long ago, but um, I blogged on a regular basis. I had a blog, a mom blog. <clears throat> um, and this this evening, um, when I was in that moment in the bathroom, um, the Lord brought to mind a blog post that I wrote, I don't know, probably six years ago. And the title of the blog post was, It's Not Your Season. And um, it originated... Um, when I was feeling the same way as I was this evening, just with much younger children, which I think is even more constraining sometimes. Um, and it was about, I I read in a magazine or I was reading through a, um, like a home magazine and there was a picture of this kitchen that was just stunning. And as I sat there, I examined the picture with my baby mom eyes you know like Mm -hmm. oh that glass vase would get destroyed and you know that there'd be fingerprints all over the stainless steel and like all this stuff like not even have white cabinets right because the dog's nose is going to leave all sorts of dirty so and I my perception of that was not just being able to take that picture at face value but it was almost bitterness in me that I couldn't have that and um the Lord impressed upon me right in that minute that it's not my season for that. And down the road, it will be my season and I'll enjoy it because I, I mean, can you imagine if I had that kitchen right now? Like it would be ridiculous. I mean, I I can't, we would hear the end of it. Let's be honest. I mean, you'd be like, come over, look at my kitchen. It looks so nice. 
And not I, where I was going with that. Go but, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't keep toothpaste off my bathroom countertop for 48 hours. I mean, let's be serious. But I can't keep a pull up off my bathroom countertop. <laughs> I'm like, can we? There's a trash. There's a trash in every single yeah. room. Can we not put this in the trash? No. No. Nothing finds its rightful place. No. Um, so I know we kind of, our listeners are kind of across the board. Um, but, you know, we do kind of advertise it as, as a bit of a mom podcast, although we welcome everybody. High school students, husbands, single people, single, single people, people. That's ultra right, runners. So I just kind of wanted to talk about being in a season and being fully present in that season and how you go about doing that. And so... Um, Tonight, a few things happened all at once. Um, I've kind of alluded to it in a previous podcast. I think it was in the second, first or second one. I can't remember. Talking about um, laying down altars in your altars of remembrance in your life, mm-hmm. and how God told the Israelites to build altars um, so that when um, generations after them come by, they know that's where God did a work in their, you know, their people and whatever. And so I think um, now looking back on that blog that I haven't done anything with in years, like writing that podcast or podcast, writing that blog was kind of placing that altar. And had I not done that, my mind wouldn't have come back to it tonight. Um, second of all, um, I've been really intentional over the last seven days um, to be in a Bible study and be in the word. and. So I think saturating myself with that was helpful because when that, it was taking that thought captive, really, is that what it was? That's what it was, you know, I'm just being like, ugh, because I tend to be resentful towards whatever I feel like is holding me back. And so in this case, it was my kids. And so, you know, just taking that thought captive and just kind of being like, okay, like, this is selfishness, it's sinfulness, like, what am I thankful for right now? And that's the third thing, like just finding all the things I'm grateful for about this season. I always kind of laugh, like, and I think we've talked about this before, but like, you know, you're in the grocery store and the kids screaming, crying in the cart, and you're just like freaking out because you need to get your groceries and your kid won't stop. And it's just like the other kids are like running circles around the grocery cart. And some little old lady walks by and goes, you're going to miss this someday. Right. And it's like, but I'm not missing it right now. You know, like, you're just like, oh, I need it to stop. And so I think it's being mindful of the fact that there is wisdom in that statement that like, you know, this season is hard. This season is tiring. This season is draining. Um, and, and yeah, maybe I'm not getting everything I want during the season, but the, the season I'm wishing for I'm going to look back and be like, wow, look at what I had in that season. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought it was kind of good that Nikki was here because she has kind of a different perspective, not being married, not having kids. Um, I don't really remember that, (laughs) not being married and not having kids. I mean, I do remember that. That's not true. But um, so have you had that experience in your life, like wishing for another season where like... I think every season of life can be draining in some aspects. Right, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Take the um, floor, Nikki. <laughs> I've known 
So I'm approaching, I keep saying I'm approaching the 30s, but I'm turning 27 this year. So that is approaching the 30s. It is. I mean, not quite. Not, I mean, like, <laughs> That's I'm hitting late 20s. There you go. Okay. Yes. Um, and I've always, I've known since I was a teenager that I like, I know I'm going to be a wife. I'm going to be a foster mom. Like, that's my calling. Like, I know that is. But, like, I'm just in this season. I'm like, if this is my calling, why am I still single? Like, why haven't I met mm-hmm. who's going to do this journey with me? So, like, that was really hard. And I think it was probably this year. Like, just, like, not 2020. 2019 um, is when I just finally just laid it all out. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm single for this time for a reason. I've got to do a lot of things. I work yeah. in youth ministry. So I go on a lot of mission trips. So you go on so many. Like in the summer, I'm all like, hey, Nikki, let's hang out. And you're like, uh. I'm in I'm Chicago. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to be home approximately 1.2 weeks of the entire summer. Yeah, really the true. days aren't consecutive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have the afternoon of Tuesday. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, if I had a husband and kids, I wouldn't be able to experience all these things that I've got to the past. Right. Since, like, I've done youth ministry since I graduated high school. So mm-hmm. the past nine years. So I guess what we're saying is, um, you know, if you're in a season of life that you're not particularly happy about, um, or that's just stressful, or it's that's, not that you're yeah. not happy, right? It's just can be frustrating. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We just, you know, encourage you to lay that down at the Lord's feet and um, at an altar, mm-hmm. proverbial or real, um, and. Um, that, you know, you can accept it and um, the Lord will help you, you know, move on, so to speak. Um, I mean, because let's you're... be honest, what I'm moving towards is middle school and teenagers. So, so, <laughs> so we're excited. I mean, that's good <laughs> perspective for me because, <laughs> I mean, true. I think I'll get there and be like, oh, this was so much worse. <laughs> But I think all we're trying to say it can be wrapped up in one, one song. Five hundred twenty-five thousand oh, no. <laughs> hundred minutes. Five hundred twenty-five thousand moments of oh dear, or a oh, year. <laughs> oh dear. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. How do you measure, measure a year? I don't know all the words, but I'm going to One of them's cups of coffee. Cups of coffee, yes. (laughs) Okay, so. Four drinks of Sonic. Yes. So while she makes. That's my drink of Sonic. Oh, my word. (laughs) Sorry. While she makes a point that was good, um. I think it's important just to note that we're not, we're just trying to be honest and trying to be real and say that um, not every season is good or not, not that it's not good. It's not easy. And I think it's okay to have that, that feeling and that frustration. And I mean, the important thing is what you do with it. Like if you let it sit and if you let it fester and if you let it grow, then it's going to become, you know, it's going to take root and it's going to become bitterness in your life. And it is going to ruin the season that you're in. It's going to, you know, make it even worse or, you know, change it completely. 
what ha has helped me in the past, and I probably need to get back to doing it, is um, keeping a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. And I was telling a friend about this last week, how sometimes like the stuff that I wrote down was like good coffee creamer. You know, I was like <laughs> grasping for things during the day, just like I need things to be thankful for. And then sometimes it really was like, you know, like I had a really great moment with one of my kids or mm -hmm. um, with my husband or something. And so, um, but the fact was, is I was focused on being grateful for what I had instead of being caught up in the toothpaste smeared on the counter and right. the nasty dirty <laughs> underwear laying on the floor. And like, um, and I think it just, it's a, it's a perspective shift. And yeah. As I was looking at something, I saw something on this, uh, that, uh, someone had written and I was like, Ooh, this is good. Where's it from? And it's actually from the, uh, the weekly, uh, newsletter from Bethesda senior living community. Wow. There's wisdom in that. <laughs> I would say, sure. and they have, they're talking about seasons of life. And so apparently it never goes away. There's <laughs> always true. talk about seasons of life that, um, this is uh, Jesus promised us in John 16, 33, that these things I have spoken unto you, that in me, you might have peace in the world. You shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have come to overcome the world. God is with us in every season of our life and we can face the unknown. We can trust in yeah. his control mm -hmm. and working out every situation for our good. Um, and, uh, this is probably a whole nother thing, but right now the Lord has been working a lot with Jessica and I and some other ladies at church about trusting in the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think being content in those seasons of life has is hand in hand with trust. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you were reading that, I thought, you know, when the verse talks about working everything out for your good, mm -hmm. how our good is different than his good, mm -hmm. you know, and how I'm like, okay, Lord, you need to work this out for my good. Right. And my good <laughs> is X, Y, and Z. And, you know, if it doesn't play out that way, then is it my good, you know, but, um, and one thing too, um, that we've been talking about, we've been doing this Bible study, we're doing trustworthy by Lisa Turkers. And um, one of the phrases that has really stuck out to me, in fact, I ripped that little card out of the back of the book, and I have it sitting right here, is that there's a weight to my every want. And how... And weight, W-E-I-G-H-T. Yes, like a heavy weight. Like, mm -hmm. um, and so when I'm standing in my bathroom and I'm frustrated and I wish, like, ugh, you know, like, I wish my kids weren't here to make this mess. You know, I wish they were older or, you know we have someone that we know mutually acquaintance who lost a daughter yesterday to cancer. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I bet, she, I bet she would take smeared toothpaste on the counter every day for the rest of her life. Right. And so it's just perspective about, you know, our selfishness and that's what it is. It's just pure selfishness. And, um, so it's just been a good reminder to me, um, that, there can be situations that are frustrating. There can be situations that are trying, but there's good in everything. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's my contribution. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank you so much for listening to us today. Um, 
if you want to share with us, you know, maybe what crazy season you're going through, um, please do so on our Facebook page. Um, and, you know, we really do want to hear from you. Um, we would love to hear, even if it's not about this, just, just message us something. Any question you ever want to know? Um, or, you know, maybe you want to be a guest. Uh, maybe we, we could work that out. You want to be a guest on a podcast? I wouldn't open that up. Okay, just <laughs> like kidding. I'm just saying. Just kidding. We don't want you. We That's might have like eight seniors sitting in here one night. <laughs> and that would be a treat. It would be a treat. <laughs> I would, would not be able to say a you, whole lot of things. It's about Brady. Brady could come. Brady! <laughs> <laughs> Brady and his bald little head. It's true. true. 